My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today our theme is discovering yourself under the noise. I'm talking to Stephanie Benedetto. She's the Awakened Business Coach and founder of The Awakened Business, um, and she's got some really amazing stories about how she's followed her intuition uh, for a very long time now, since childhood, uh, through a lot of challenges. So I'm, I'm really excited for you to hear her story and, um, and experience her light. Welcome to the show today, Stephanie. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful, Molly. Thank you for inviting me. You're very, very welcome. So why don't we begin by getting to know you a little better? Um, and what is it that you do with the Awakened business? I know that your goal is to empower uh, Awakened and inspirational entrepreneurs and uh, give them some tools, but um, I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. So why don't you share a little bit about your business? Yeah. So the people who find me are change makers. Often they are coaches or healers or entrepreneurs with a big vision for helping to make the world a better place. And they find themselves in this world of business where they're supposed to do things like selling and marketing that they don't particularly like. And so what I do is to help them to find, to find a a place where basically they're having a hell of a lot more fun with everything that they're doing, including the promoting of their business. So that instead of thinking about you have to do this thing called marketing and selling, allowing what you love to infuse you, to infuse your business in such a way that what you do is how you share it and finding out what that means for you. So as a result, um, people lighten up, drop the pressure, and in doing so, actually often discover what they really want, because so often we're creating businesses or things that someone somewhere, well-intentioned, usually told us we're supposed to do, or we think we're supposed to do instead of going for what we really want. When you drop the pressure and allow yourself to get in touch with that again, it's amazing. What, and how when we're actually inspired, we'll do anything to create it, including mm -hmm. this thing called marketing or sales but it doesn't have to feel the way we think it does. Yeah, I hear you with that. Absolutely. Um, I've been having a lot of conversations about this on the podcast and off lately. Um, and it's really interesting um, to think about the structures that we learn, you know, maybe, maybe it's a coach or maybe it's, you know, modeling after someone else's business. And we say, well, that structure seems to work really well. So let's put our work into that structure. And then we realize whether it's the field that we're in or the personality that type that we have, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel in alignment. So would you say that your, your work is to help um, these change makers get into alignment with their, their methods of marketing and sharing themselves with the world? Yeah, that is, that is a beautiful way to put it. Um, I don't, sometimes I talk about alignment because it's already happening. 
it's not like something we have to do or even discover. It's dropping all of the, the noise and the extraneous thinking and conditioning. And as soon as you do, there you are. So it's actually quite natural and easy to be in alignment because it's just being you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And realizing when something is not you, I think that's the key. And, mm -hmm. and that is such an intuitive process. Um, I know I teach my clients to tell the difference between their fears and their thoughts. So there's two mm -hmm. aspects of ego that like to come in and run the show because that's how we're kind of enculturated and programmed as humans. Um, and then that spiritual truth is underneath it all. And yeah, mm -hmm. the alignment is super easy when we're listening to that. Yes. <laughs> So how did you come to this work as, um, you know, it sounds to me like you're very intuitive, already kind of doing healing work by kind of elevating and amplifying other people that are trying to make the world a better place. But how did you come to this particular work of business coaching? It was a, a long and winding road, I suppose. <laughs> um, I never thought I'd be here. I didn't start out heading this direction, but I've been an entrepreneur for most of my adult life actually started out as a wedding DJ awesome. and dis and discovered, I always had a love for people and knew that, but discovered that I actually truly had a love for business because I love communication. I'm a writer from way back and fell in love with, at the time I was really in love with marketing and started studying internet marketing. And as I did kind of outgrew the wedding business we were doing and transitioned into teaching business and marketing to wedding professionals. So photographers and DJs and um, wedding planners and such. And so I got into online business and just dove right into it and loved it. And I started coaching as a part of that. It was more like consulting at that time, Molly. I was really like giving strategies and best practices and teaching people how to do the things that I had done that worked for me. But what I realized was that it didn't get the results that I'd hoped. So we'd come up with these great strategies, but something was missing. Either they would do them and it didn't work or they wouldn't do them at all. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm not making the difference I really want to. So I started turning for myself to business coaches. Um, I'd been working with, I think I hired my first business coach, but I'd worked with coaches and had therapists and you know, had been on my own personal and spiritual journey before that. But then I started looking at at business differently and hired someone to help me and realized that there was this whole different transformation available in the inner journey and not just in the strategy. And so I was drawn to that and did more and more on that. And so that's what's brought me in this direction. And I realized I don't even lead with strategy these days. Like I, I could call myself a business coach because I work with entrepreneurs, but I don't feel like a business coach anymore. I'm here to help you have a full life mm -hmm. and create the business and life that you really love. So that's kind of what's drawn me. And it's just over time, I've seen why would I want to go back to like giving you a band-aid or a strategy that's going to make you a little bit of money today when I can share something that's so impactful, it changes the whole course of your life and you take it with you forever. Like mm -hmm. I want to be in that game. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of what yeah, drew yeah, me yeah. into it. <laughs> that's the healer game for sure. And the helper and the, yeah, the light, kind of like light bringer, just the one that likes to help. We're, we're here to help people and elevate and um, especially helping people that want to help more people. That's like spreading the, yes. the, the candlelight like wildfire. I love that. 
And a uh, very cool, uh, small little side fact. I'm actually planning a wedding right now. So when you said wedding DJ, I'm like, oh, I'm, I've got the greatest wedding DJ. I thought you were amazing too. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's a, that's a whole thing. And and yeah, we'll talk about that on the side because marketing <laughs> and stuff, there's the one that I picked, they were so good at their marketing, you know, and they were authentic and, um, you know, from from getting to know them to meeting them. I'm like, yeah, all yep. of that is complete alignment. I love you guys already. So let's do this. <laughs> But so back to your story, um, you you have been through some stuff, you know, I mean, I guess we all have, right? But mm -hmm. your story, your your kind of origin story in your life, can you share a little bit about your upbringing and where you come from? Uh, you mentioned you had a very successful business with your husband and, and there was, you know, there's some changes there as well that we'll get to. But you, you were raised by a single mom. She married lots of different people. One was a prisoner. Like it's a very interesting. You should write a book about this because I'm <laughs> sure you you have a very interesting perspective. Can you share a little bit about growing up like that and and how it's yeah. um, informed your strength today? Yeah. So I had a turbulent childhood. We could just kind of sum it up that way. So my mother, as a single mom, but not always single moved us from place to place and man to man. She was moving from job to job. We moved, my, I say we, I start talking as a unit. I have a younger brother. So the two, it was like the two of us taking care of each other essentially, while my mom dictated what our life looked like. Mm. Um, so she was married, has been now married six times. While I was growing up with her, she only got up to number four. No, yeah, four, I'm sorry. <laughs> I kind of lose track a little bit. So I had a lot of stepfathers. My dad was the first. Um, so I was always moving, always uprooted, really had no sense of home, had not a lot of stability. So strengths that I developed as a result of this, I created a lot of routines and a lot of discipline for myself. Like I was a little kid and I'd be like, I have to go to bed on time because I need my sleep. You know, I was that kind of <laughs> geeky little kid. And I knew I had to take care of myself. I worked. I paid for my own things. There was a time when I grew up and we were very poor. There literally was no food in the house and we were taking donations from the church that we belonged to at the time. And so I learned nobody's going to take care of me if I don't. So I became very independent. Worked for me. It also created um, a sense of feeling alone, I think, at the same time because there wasn't anybody to look out for me and I felt like I didn't really have a home. Mm. So I was constantly uprooted. Um, I learned how to read my mother very closely because I thought, wow, she goes through men. She goes through houses. I watched her discard houses mm. when she was done with them, like leave mortgages more than once, Molly. It was, mm. and we had pets that we'd go away. I'd go to visit my dad, come back and they're gone, mm. put to sleep. Like and I kind of grew up with this unconscious feeling like if I don't watch out, that could be me. Mm, I could be ouch. dismissed. And I know my mom wasn't doing it intentionally. And mm -hmm. this was not a malicious thing on her part. I see that now. But all of that created a lot of insecurity. So mm. I learned to be really good, responsible, take care of myself and take care of others. So there was a lot of people pleasing behavior that come out, came out of that, um, which worked for me for a time. And then I had to learn how to move through as I realized, oh, that's not actually how I want to move through my life. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. And thank you for sharing that impactful story because <clears throat> that is something that comes up for a lot of women, I think, um, who are intuitive, who are called to something greater. There's like dealing with that, that, that turbulence in our past and, and some of the things that created the patterns that have kept us stuck, you know, and, and you mentioned that you're shedding codependent patterns to this day. I mean, I know I am as a recovering codependent as well, even as a strong intuitive and someone who helps a lot of people, it's like, okay, I know, I know what it feels like when that's coming up. And I now know to go like, that's not who I am anymore. But I think you had a really good point um, of noticing that, yeah, it serves us for a time the people pleasing, the night being the nice girl, you know, being accommodating. And then after a while, okay, I want to make something, I want to take ownership of my life or step up as a leader. And I can't be both of those things. So when you, um, you know, started your first business, um, and in your marriage, how did that show up? How did you evolve and grow mm-hmm. through any challenges that you saw through, through that part of your life? So my he's my now ex-husband and I were a really powerful team in business and in relationship. We're still friends. You know, we're in connection now. I did some pet sitting for him last year. It was kind of fun. <laughs> in the nice. house that in the house that used to be mine for the dog that used to be mine. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> a little little mind bending. Um, <laughs> but we were really good in business. But what I thought was. I was the one who made things happen. He had the ideas and I made things happen. That was the story I told myself. And I think it was because up until I turned 40, like right right a little bit before I turned 40, I think I'd never really asked myself what I wanted to create. I was really good at seeing somebody else's plan, somebody else's idea, stepping into roles that needed filling. And I never really paused, at least this was a story at the time, to say, what do I want to create? What wants to move through me instead of just jumping onto other people's stuff, which was great. So it was wonderful to create a business with him in that way. But our first business was clearly about him. He's a musician. So being, uh, you know, wedding, wedding DJs made sense. And I discovered my affinity for marketing and communication. And I brought it in with writing and blogging at the time. Like we did a lot with organic traffic and I learned about content marketing and email marketing and And it was my idea to actually begin teaching people in business. It was something waking up in me that was like, oh, what does Stephanie want? But I didn't really ask that. And even in my marriage, being together for 22 years, I didn't really, I mean, in one way I wanted it because I did it. It wasn't like anybody put a gun to my head, but it never really felt like me. Mm -hmm. And so when I started asking those questions, a lot of things in my life didn't really fit anymore. And so there was a process of moving through that. And it wasn't like they were bad things that made it even harder. If, if I was in an abusive relationship or something, it would have been easy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. I was in a loving relationship with a beautiful man. And so how do you leave that? Oh, mm-hmm. I actually get to leave something because I want to. And that's a good enough reason. And that was really hard to come to. Took me like literally years to see that. 
Mm, I bet. Yeah. And that's very powerful because everything there's, there's no blame there, but noticing that you've, well, I'm looking at the word awakened right now, <laughs> had your website up before the show. So when you awaken to yourself and what you want, even in a new moment, sometimes, you know, you, you learn, oh, wait, I'm not total, totally in integrity with my spirit, like, and everything's fine. There's no, I can't point fingers at anybody, but I have to start making tracks. I have to start making some different choices. And I think that that is something that keeps a lot, lot of people stuck um, when they're, they tend toward those people pleasing habits mm. and using, you know, this kind of like ability to use our intuition to maintain these relationships that are just slightly, you know, maybe a little dysfunctional because we're not fully in our power, but they're not abusive. They're not, yeah, they're not, you know, dark and heavy. They're just like, there's somebody unfulfilled. And when you find out you're the one and everybody else is okay, it's like, okay, well, what do I do with this? Hmm. And I think taking your power and stepping forward um, is a brave thing to do. Um, so it sounds like you're you're still feeling amazing about that that choice that it was the right choice for you, and you now, interestingly enough, because you had so many changes in childhood, you're now a digital nomad along with being a mm -hmm. coach. You pet sit and travel around the country and live in different places. Can you share a little bit about your lifestyle and how that feeds into your satisfaction with the work that you do? And so it's I don't identify as a digital nomad it's kind of funny and it is interesting when we talk about it in the context of my growing up it's like I lived like that in a way place to place to place constantly uprooted and while I was married that 22 years I lived on the same street actually we moved to another house on the same street but we lived on the same street the whole time in the town that I was born in and I didn't move you know it was like I was there I was planted and I think that may have been in some sense a response to all that constant turbulence mm. but it was always actually travel was something I wanted to do and so when I left my marriage it's like I don't want to just be here because I've always been here let me just travel around and see so for a couple of years that's what I did but I have been in places, actually, I've been during the pandemic, it wasn't available for me to do traveling and pet sitting like I had. So I sort of accidentally landed in Florida and accidentally landed there with the guy that I happened to be dating at the time, which was a beautiful accident and stayed in Florida here for three years until, so the, the thing we're talking about, like alignment, it isn't static. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It's not like, oh, I got it. And this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my <laughs> life. I mean, it might look that way, but that's not how it's turned out for me. Mm -hmm. Last year, I was, I actually stopped looking outward for the things in my life that I wanted. And I started exploring a more spiritual question of like, what if that already lives in me? What if it's already here? And I don't know what I saw, Molly, but within a couple of weeks, it was like the whole direction of my life changed again. And I knew I was leaving. I knew I was leaving the relationship I was in. I knew I was moving. I knew I was moving to Europe, in particular to Portugal, where I have some connections there. But it wasn't going to happen overnight. This was in like May of last year. And I'm, in the meantime, I'm like, what the hell? How do I do this? How do I navigate this, right? One moment, one step at a time. I don't need to know the whole way. So after I had my freak out or every time I would have my freak out, I just kind of come back to the present. And what do I know now? One step in front of the other, do the now thing. I talk about that. Like it's, it's not even the next thing. It's like the now thing, mm -hmm. do that. 
take a glass of water, you know, go for a walk, make a <laughs> phone call. It's, it's that simple. Mm -hmm. And eventually I realized the path. I found the path and a new relationship and immigrating to Portugal and leaving the one I was in and, and doing so with as much love and grace as possible. Not an easy thing. Again, to leave another loving relationship, not like there's anything wrong with it, but my life is calling a different direction. And so I, I live very much, especially as I'm doing this traveling and pet sitting in between, my visa application hasn't come through yet. I don't know exactly where I'm going to be beyond maybe a, a couple weeks. And it's okay. Um, and I've found, I would never have been able to do that years ago without creating all kinds of rigid structures around myself like I did when I was a kid. But I know that the home lives in me. And I don't have to leave it no matter how busy or turbulent my life becomes. It's always there for me. And so I just keep coming back to that. And the more I do, the less stress I have. And when I get caught up and freaked out, as I do on the regular, <laughs> you know, I just come back there. And that's where my direction comes from. Yeah, I love that. And that that really is about, you know, tuning into your essential nature and your essential spirit. And that's something that I'm all about and uh, love to teach about because it's when we get caught up in the structures, it is more intellectual, it is more mind based, it is more like this is how it should be, or this is what's going to make us feel safe or successful, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And when you just listen to that, it, it's listening to the mystery, it's being okay with, you know, the shifts and changes and the ways that we are challenged often are the ways that we grow. So it's, uh, it's never for nothing, you know, anytime that we feel like this unexpected turn going on, it's like, all right, so what is what good is in this for me, either it's a mm -hmm. blessing um, of something new and exciting, or it's going to be a lesson to help us tune in more deeply to ourselves if we look at it that way. Um, so thank you for sharing that very, very much. And you mentioned, um, so we've talked a little bit about the people pleasing and the codependent patterns that you're, you know, shedding as when we're recovering, we're always recovering. It's, you know, I consider codependency an addiction, just like any other addiction. Mm -hmm. So you always like, it's always right there tempting you to jump back in. Um, and lately though, you said sometimes, um, that's not as big of an issue, but sometimes self-doubt still creeps back in. And maybe you don't speak your truth as as boldly as you would like. Can you share a little mm -hmm. bit about that kind of current challenge and how's it, how it shows up for you? Yeah, I'll share this one is really very recent for me. Like in the past couple of weeks, I've seen a little bit more. So it looks to me like all these codependent patterns that we have come from insecurity, mm -hmm. come from a feeling that I'm not safe. And therefore, I need to do this thing or please this person or be this instead of my authentic expression so that I can be safe. And the more safe I feel, the more those behaviors, they just don't even make any sense anymore, quite naturally. Um, but I don't always see them. Like, I don't always see how habitual some of that can be. And so I have various business partners um, and I'm in relationship with them. and. One of them in particular, I just saw that there was an old pattern I was playing out, but I couldn't see it until I saw it. <laughs> and 
just a couple weeks ago, I realized, again, this is something I've seen before, but I saw it like, oh, no, really. I get to say no to things I don't want to do. Just because I'm in partnership with someone or in relationship with someone does not mean that I need to go the direction that we're going, even if I agreed to it before. I get to say yes, I get to say no. And I had a conversation with my business partner about this in which I said, I am giving myself permission to never listen to you again. And he received it really well. He said, actually, he said, I'm so happy to hear you say that. So it was a good thing, but it doesn't mean that I won't listen to him. It just means that I don't have to. So it's kind of like catching myself in those areas where I think I have to do something to please someone else or have to do something because I made a commitment before that no longer fits or the direction has changed and I have to keep going. Like, no, actually I don't. I get to be true to myself in every moment. And so I'm just, I keep seeing through it. And I don't even, mostly I don't, sometimes I do a little beating up of myself about like, oh, Stephanie, haven't you seen this one yet? You've seen it before and you didn't, it's okay. You know, there are certain things that I, the blind spots, we always have a blind spot. That's not a problem. If I know I have a blind spot, I can look in a direction that eventually lets me see what I might've been missing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it is, that's about, that's the awakening. That's waking up to the patterns, waking up to the default operating system within us and kind of noticing, is that really working for us now? Or is that, is that something we've consciously chosen or have we just fallen into it? And I think that's a, a key piece of the, the spiritual journey of just kind of saying, all right, where, what eyes are we looking through here? So that's a really good example of just noticing like, Hey, this is actually doesn't feel in alignment. Like, so I'm going to tell you what does and how cool that your business partner hurt you, you know, and, and gave you that, that, you know, let you have that power, let you have that power, but granted, you know, didn't argue with you about it, I guess, or make you wrong about it. (laughs) It becomes clearer and clearer to me that would I want to be in a relationship where I don't get to be myself and where I don't get to say yes and no, I'm not doing anybody any favors. He doesn't want me there either. Mm -hmm. Not really. Yeah. We want to be with someone who's fully embodied and powered to the best of their ability. We're humans, right? We're going to vacillate and go up and down in how things look in our moods. Mm -hmm. But like showing up like that is what I want to be. I want to have partnerships and teams and businesses like that. Relationships that are clean, where I can say, I'm having a bad day. Don't listen to me, please. (laughs) My IQ has dropped dramatically and I'm going to minimize the damage by shutting my mouth. Yeah. You know, like, like it's possible to have relationships with people like that, where we Mm -hmm. can show up as ourselves and our experience and not hurt each other so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can, I can feel you on that one. And it's Mm -hmm. true. It's absolutely true. We can feel that authenticity and when it's not there, it's, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So as with all my guests, I like to offer an Oracle card reading and I've pulled a few cards for you. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm excited. Awesome. So I'll go ahead and share that. I definitely see right now in your energy, there is a grounding, a call for grounding Mm -hmm. and intention setting in that grounding. So even as a traveler, um, what ways are you kind of intending more kind of getting your feet 
in the in the dirt or even it could be physical exercise it could be structures that you've been planning just to help you feel more grounded either in yourself or where you are hmm. it's a good question that's like i've been feeling a call to reflection hmm. and create new structure and the way i'm living because the way i have been living isn't working a lot hmm. of things have changed it's not that it's bad but like even down to the way I've structured my days and when I'm available for calls and conversations and when I'm not. Um, so that's something that mm -hmm. I'm looking at as far as where I'll be living. And I know where I'm going to be going in Portugal mm -hmm. if that gets approved. Um, there are structures in business and teams and partnership. I'm stepping into new roles. So mm -hmm. I think that also is something that there is there is a call for that just enough structure you know yeah yeah so that the flow can move through it but it's 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 held it holds the direction it holds the intention yeah yeah that, that, that makes total sense yeah and and you know mentioning moving to portugal i feel like it has something to do with that because i do see a few different uh pieces here that talk about some change coming up and some completion mm -hmm. of cycles um, and so you're coming out of a time where it felt sort of like slowed down, like it's not moving as fast as you'd like, uh, or maybe even fearing that you've gone backwards in some way, but you're just taking steps ahead. And everything that you've envisioned, um, that that wild woman within has envisioned for the next part of her life and the way that you want to serve and help, um, I do see you stepping into that fully. So whatever vision of wherever you, you were wanting to be that, that fits that, I would say that's probably what's going to occur. Um, and uh, all you need to do right now is watch your boundaries and get quiet and listen to that inner voice and that inner stillness more than anything external, because everything's coming into alignment. There's not a whole lot you need to do to get that alignment to happen. And, and I mean, you know, kind of the earthly affairs coming in order, you know, alignment. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest challenge I see is that um, your individ your independentness or individuality may be coming to a to a change point um, and there's a, a shift in your identity with this so moving to Portugal is this for this relationship and you may end up kind of settling in a little bit more than you have in the past it's it's a combination of things that have called me there mm -hmm. um, this new relationship is a part of it, mm -hmm. but it's not the only thing. Yeah. It's good. kind of a, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not at all the only thing. In fact, I feel very called to the country mm -hmm. to help support the, I'm involved in uh, regenerative projects there and villages. So to support that mm. and kind of bring the, the, the nurturing support and creative capacity that I have to people who are doing things to grow the community in Portugal. So that surprised me. I did not expect to feel that, but it feels very strong. So that's happening too. That makes sense because I've got the the luminous warrior and and where where you're heading, which means a deeper level of service and a deeper level of of healing work and helping work. So that makes a lot of sense. And all of that is is definitely you know while you will hold on to some aspects of your identity here and and with the 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 ways that you've been living the last few years it is going to be shifting and i feel that um if there's any hope ho hope that um any fear let's put it this way if there's any fear that this is not the right choice i feel like 
you know, it's an illusion, that fear, and just continue to remind yourself of that. It's, it's like just taking those deep breaths and knowing that in some ways our inner, um, our inner dialogue can be not as supportive because of fears from the past or patterns from the past. Um, but I, and I feel like that might be part of the fear. Like, am I doing this because of that? But I feel it is, it is important and it's a soul contract. It's something that's supposed to happen. So if there are challenges involved, it's all to help you grow and help you learn even more. Um, as far as receiving your good, there's a lot of changes and a lot of shifting going on. Um, and I feel like you're going to be able to be open to receive what you're looking for when things settle down a little bit. But mm -hmm. in the meantime, uh, this whole process is about you learning how to be more of a conscious creator at a new level and a conscious creator that then helps other people consciously create. Um, mm -hmm. I love how you're helping the villages and, and you're going to do still what you're doing, but I feel like it's, yeah, it's like a new evolution of that with more humanitarian context. And you may feel sometimes like you're on your own with it, but it's your ability to find your way around obstacles that gets you where you need to go. And if you do feel alone, then it's time to kind of enroll more people and, and get that help that you need. And that might be the next level of evolution that you go mm. through. Yeah, this is the first time I've actually, it only occurred to me, it's so obvious, but it's one of those, you know, face palm moments of, if I want to create greater impact in the world, one of the simplest ways to do that is with more people, either yeah. by serving more people or with a team of people. So that's been happening. My attention has turned to community, which again, I thought I would never be interested in because I wasn't for so long. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that are emerging. And it is quite different. And it is changing the direction of my business in ways that I'm not completely clear on, but it feels like it's happening. Mm -hmm. And all of this, the move has been, it's not like it was smooth sailing with no obstacles, but it feels like it's happening me instead of me trying to make it happen. And every time I try to make things happen on my timeline, I'll just let go and let the way be shown to me. And it is being shown to me. It's quite clear. So mm -hmm. yeah, of course I have momentary doubts and things that like, what the hell am I doing? What are you doing, Stephanie? <laughs> You're turning your life upside down again, really? But not really, I'm still here. I'm still living. I'm okay. Home is with me. So right. in the yeah. midst of the turbulence. I love that. It's beautiful. Yes. It's just a constant story. And, and I don't see this in the cards necessarily, but I'm saying from my opinion, you should write a book one day. You've got a lot of stories to tell and a lot of wisdom to share. So I'll just give you that as well. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. And thank you for being here today. It's been lovely talking to you. And I know the audience has enjoyed it also. So where can they find you if they'd like to learn more about your work? Well, the best place is going to be my website. It's theawakenedbusiness.com. And if you really want to know what I'm up to, I share a lot through my email list. So you can jump on my email list and I share a lot of personal experiences, essays, bits that who knows may well eventually appear in a book of some type. Um, my journey personally and spiritually inside my business and in my life. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you, Molly. You're very welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, 
make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.